0: Welcome to Be There, Done That, a Catholic history podcast. I'm Lilia Masters. Thank you for joining us on our first episode. Today, my husband Jake and I will be talking about Dia de los Muertos, the Day of the Dead. The question we decided to try to answer was Is the Day of the Dead Catholic? We are still working on audio, but please bear with us. Um, check our sh- detailed show notes that outline the history behind our conversation, along with our sources. This includes children's books for any parents and teachers listening. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the episode.
1: And it is November 2nd, 2018, which is Day of the Dead, and that's what we're going to talk about.
0: Yes, we're going to talk about Dia de los Muertos. Um, Jake's going to start us off with uh, the historical, or I guess pre- Columbus, yeah.
1: Yeah, pre-Hispanic.
0: Pre-Hispanic history. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited about this because this is part of my heritage and it's something I never learned. Um, My mom grew up more American and didn't really know about Day of the Dead, so this is exciting for me to kind of learn about.
1: Okay. I didn't realize I was going to describe the pre-Hispanic heritage of this, but okay. I thought you... No, I... Yeah, I'll do it. I know I'm better at pronouncing Native American, uh, the Aztec deities than you are.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, I may have the background, but I don't know how to pronounce any of the Native names, and that's Jake's forte is, a Native history. Yeah,
1: so. hopefully that goes well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, well, now that you've built me up, I'm gonna probably stumble over these names, but... At least, supposedly, um, if you don't know what Day of the Dead is, at least it's a holiday in Mexico that um, goes with All Souls Day for the rest of the Catholic world, but it's a really unique celebration, and it includes honoring your ancestors with some stuff that Lily will probably describe later, but um, apparently it goes back thousands of years in Mexico and Central America, and at least at the time of the conquest by the Spaniards, they observed the Aztecs and the Indians who were living in Mexico at the time, because there are other non-Aztec Indians there, um, devoting really at least two whole months of the year to the worship and um, appeasement of, of their ancestors and their spirits. Um, so they believed that there was a god of death named Mictlantecuhtli, and his consort, or his wife, Miklan-Sewatul. see how I got those. Miklan-Tekutli and Miklan-Sewatul. I think that's pretty close. It's probably better than you can do.
0: Yes, better than I can
1: do. They believe that there are these um, uh, rulers of the, of the underworld, and they also had a whole kind of cosmology of the afterlife that is, once you kind of hear it and, and start envisioning it, it does kind of sound a lot like It reminded me of, like, Dante. No, I I
0: agree. I agree completely. I I was thinking that, too, when he was talking about the... Or when they were talking about the different underworlds.
1: Yeah. So there's, like, there's an underworld where certain types of people go to. There's other realms of kind of the heavens, not underworld, where people who die certain types of death go to. So I think it mentioned... The book that we read um, mentioned that warriors go to one section of the afterlife women who die in childbirth go to another, children go to someplace else, um, and people who die in other ways go to different places. Um, and there's a different, you know, there's this, uh, these underworld deities, there's also a whole pantheon of other other deities and spirits. And... Do you
0: want to start first, though, with uh, the funny way the, I guess, the, or I guess... Funny way what the well, Quetzalcoatl.
1: Cool, Quetzalcoatl, how he yeah. screwed us over. Yeah. Oh, uh, Well, so the chapter we were where we read in this book, um, which is called "The Skeleton at the Feast," it describes how apparently the Aztec myth of how humans become mortal, is based on um, this creator god that the Aztecs had, Quetzalcoatl, goes on a journey, and he's supposed to be carrying the bones. Of I guess I understood it as the bones of the people from a previous age of creation and he's supposed to take care of those but he drops them in the underworld and accidentally breaks them or something and then as a result the people who are made out of those in the new age which are the human beings they're kind of broken and immortal so that means that they're going to die and death becomes part of this, that's their explanation for why we die this kids all all screwed it up. From, okay. <laughs> um. So.
0: So you were going. So let's go back again. So to that's beginning. the
1: mythology behind it. But um, basically, they had two two months of um, celebrations, where they or of uh, maybe not even celebrations of duties that they had to perform to um, to recognize their ancestors. And I think there was I think there's one month devoted to. Like your adult ancestors, and there's one month. That...
0: You're right that the the months were were different. That they... one was devoted to the adults, and then one was devoted to the children.
1: Yeah, and these aren't four week months. They had their months went up into the the teens. I think they had like sixteen or eighteen or something months. I should know this. I'm flipping around the book to see. But they had two. This was not a two day feast. This was a two month series of devotions. And reading about this actually made me kind of think that... I mean, I know that when you read a book like this, they, they're they very respectful towards the pagan past, and they make it seem like, you know, Native Americans never really let that religion go and everything. But whenever I read about paganism, whether it's Native American or, you know, pre-Christian European, it kind of seems like people really spent a lot of time trying to appease... The gods, and to appease the ancestors, and they had all kinds of stuff that they were had to do all year long. Mm-hmm. And I kind of I wonder if, you know, even if they held on to a lot of the same folk beliefs after conversion, if they might have been kind of let off the hook. You know, kind of the way the Protestants were let off the hook from mm-hmm. purgatory and yeah, because then what happens is that at the time of the conquest. Um, I think some...
0: I can take over for the conquest part of it, if you Well,
1: one thing I will say is that apparently, you know, the, the Franciscans come, especially, and they start learning the Native American language, Nahuatl. And whenever they can, they try to align a Christian holiday with a Native American holiday to try to, you know... To, to use that as a building block to build up mm-hmm. their converts. Finish. And this is
0: not the first time that, you know, that no. Catholicism took that. Obviously, I mean, Satanalia became Christmas.
1: Well, at least Christmas was placed at that, What or, you know, was somewhat lined up with that point in order to make it, convert that holiday or baptize that holiday, I think.
0: Yes, because I mean, most people know now that Christ is born more likely in August. So
1: I don't really or know the what summer, that is. right? I've heard that I don't know what the really the reasoning is behind it, though. But another clear one is Halloween, which was um, I have to written down what it was called. <sighs> All right,
0: let's move on. <laughs> no, Jacob I just is not prepared it's spelled no. Hurts him the problem, him. <laughs> the problem
1: is, I have it right in front of me, and it's spelled S A M H A I N, like as if it's Samhain, but I know that's not how it's pronounced. It's pronounced something super weird in Celtic, like sin or soin or I I don't remember. I'd have to look it up. Obviously, I don't. I'm not in touch with my Celtic roots at this point.
0: Yes, but um, another thing that I think I wanted to bring up about the history uh, pre-conquest was the fact that they celebrated, or they did this for the person who died for four years. Unlike, um, you know, it's ongoing for us as Christians now. Which I thought was interesting.
1: Hmm. Was well, Did it say a reason why they only had to... Celebrate the person, or or do the devotions for them. I don't for four remember, years. to be honest. Hmm. That's interesting, because that's that clearly did not, that did not carry over. It's been extended a lot.
0: No, yeah, I agree. Um,
1: but I mean, that's like I think it's significant because that's like a genuine, you know, uh, they that genuinely absorbs Christian belief that the person does not die, you know, really that they mm-hmm. they continue to live on.
0: So um, once the conquest does happen, um, there uh, Cortez does ask for you know um, missions to come and to try to evangelize the people there.
1: yeah and they send them a bunch of Belgians. did you see that?
0: Yeah, I saw that That's, that, was <laughs> that was like the strange first wave. but I think... <laughs> I mean Cortez wasn't happy with that, and that's why he kept writing.
1: Those guys didn't do a great <clears throat> job. It was when it wasn't until the Franciscans come, and even the, the conquistadors like bow down to the Franciscans in the streets, and the Aztecs are like, "Whoa, who are these weird barefoot guys?" That's when they start to make some progress because the Franciscans set about really studiously learning the language mm-hmm. and learning about the religious climate there.
0: Which, I I, I want to make a great distinction, I think that's why, um, you know, not all, but I, I am thankful for that in the sense, in Spain's conquest, because I feel like we preserved more native history than we did in the Americas and Canada.
1: You mean in North America?
0: Well, Mexico is part of North America, so. I know,
1: but I mean, us Norte Americanos. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I know.
0: Um, but I mean, in there, there's the Spaniards, uh, or sorry, I shouldn't say the Spaniards. The Catholics uh, struggle a little bit to get the people to um, stop their pagan ways because they they'll follow along, but they might do it in the shadows, is what mostly they found out to be to be the case, right?
1: It sounds. I mean, so at least these authors claim that the more the Franciscans and and the other priests start to understand the Native American religion, they start to kind of wonder, are these people really converting, or are they actually continuing the old Aztec religion? Because apparently there were already um, a lot of practices that kind of sound a little bit Catholic, like they had um, a ritual washing of babies, um they had a like a communal meal where like some sort of loaf or bread was shared amongst people, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and they had a lot of other you know the more um kind of drunken feast feasting that was not identifiable with Catholic, but there was enough little kind of sacrament sacraments in the Aztec religion that
0: and flesh sacrifice
1: <laughs> well e- yes, they did have an idea of actual human sacrifice which well,
0: and then that was brought up too,
1: yeah, I mean. Was well, I thought it was interesting when they brought that up. Is that um, you know they had these piles of skulls in the Aztec cities from the human sacrifices, and you also, if you had been in Europe at the time, they had a lot of piles of skulls too. Like
0: yes, and I wanted to talk to you about but that. Those I, are okay. No, Your no, no. Your piles of
1: skulls are gross. No, I horrible. think
0: I think that's a great distinction because one of the children's books that I read, um, the Um, one of the children's books I read um, was making a distinction, saying like, "Oh, the Spaniards are horrified by this and things like that. Like death had never been seen before. But we have to remember that during this time, that Europe also was dealing with the plague.
1: Or yeah, I mean, no, you know had just around, but, and, but I mean even beyond that. They so had... they
0: were familiar with death already. Like yeah. Uh, so so for. For them to come here, I think it was more the gruesome fact of sacrificing to their god. I don't think it was necessarily death that scared them off. Oh,
1: well, and the cannibalism. Well, to,
0: yeah, the cannibalism as At well. least
1: what they thought they saw, yeah.
0: And so I think that's a, a, a distinction I want to make uh, because the children's book made it seem as though this was something like awful and scary, but at the same time, Europe had already been seeing
1: yeah. bones and, well, and, and stuff then, like you I mean, mentioned. It, like in the book here it shows a picture of a, a charnel house where, and this was in Europe all over the place, the
0: mm-hmm. practice
1: was you would bury people in the ground until they turned into skeletons and then to save space you would take those bodies out of the ground again and put them all together, all the bones in one building or one space so they would have these entire rooms full of bones and you can even still see one in Italy, you didn't go to it but the, um I think it's called Santa Maria de la Vittoria. There's mm-hmm. a... Um, the basement is full of these ornately arranged bones, and that was what used to exist in different places in Europe. And you could even go, like, grab your relative's skull, which this is starting to sound kind of Native American and Day of the Dead-ish, and pray while you're holding this person's skull, and that's... That used to be an accepted and, yeah, kind of... Yeah, and so Catholic that's why I'm
0: saying. I don't think...
1: Devotion.
0: I don't think... it. Th- yeah, and that's like, not the part that freaks them out, yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah, so I think that that's why it was... They had the opportunity to be able to... What should uh Connect, you know, um, find common ground
1: uh-huh. with some of the, yeah.
0: the pagan things
1: they found. Yeah, and that's why I kind of didn't... I don't know. I'm not sure if I agree with how this book sometimes was portraying it as secret native american pagan no i think they do on. i think they do
0: a better job because they'll talk about how like um and further on uh they'll talk about how like the there was there was two different opinions there was some
1: um yeah and what would they portray the idea that oh this is recognized as preparing the way for catholicism and it made catholicism actually a more natural fit for them I felt like the authors kind of were downplaying that idea like as being unrealistic and yeah but not it was it the Native religion what we was are surviving. trying to
0: say at the end of this is that we feel that it was yeah e- I
1: mean I that, that, that that's
0: there, why there was an uh, a growth in Catholicism in Latin America yeah
1: that's what it made me think that the Catholic conversion of Mexico was authentic because there was a lot of precedent for many of the sacraments and beliefs that i mean look the aztecs hear from the franciscans once they understand what they're saying that you know there's an underworld there's hell and then there's purgatory and there's heaven and that babies go to one place who are unbaptized and people who are baptized get to go someplace different and bad people go someplace different, mm. that wouldn't have struck them as crazy at all. No. That would make complete and total sense Yeah. To
0: and I think purgatory does tie into the... to the... Uh, doing, you know, doing this ritual for the person who died yeah. for four years. I think it's a really... I think the estimate Before gone. they actually land to so where they're supposed to be in the underworld. Yeah. So,
1: um... It reminded me of how... You know, the Greeks, (laughs) at the time, that Christianity comes out of Palestine, like, the Greeks are ready for it with their philosophy. It's a really good fit. And it seems like the Aztecs, with their spiritual beliefs, I mean, minus the human sacrifice and cannibalism, but even sort of with that, because of the precedent it sets for accepting the Eucharist and the idea of Christ's sacrifice, I think they were, like, really primed to be evangelized Mm -hmm. in an authentic way. But anyway, we're kind of getting off track, I guess, but well, I mean, we're giving me the background and
0: connecting it all together. But... But anyway, so... we're talk
1: about how it, uh, now it gets adapted to the Spaniard, Spanish Catholicism.
0: Yeah, so, um... So, the Spaniards saw the opportunity, of course, to uh, connect this celebration in the summer to what the Spaniards already had in, you know, with Halloween... All Saints' Day and All Souls' Day.
1: Not so much Halloween for them. No, not
0: no. Yes. But the you're series
1: right. of All Saints' Day all, and All Souls' Day. Yes, yeah. and so
0: the Spaniards start connecting it to that, and um, they're starting to do celebrations and recognize this kind of. Uh
1: huh.
0: Um,
1: they kind of synchronize. Yeah. Holidays.
0: Yeah, and um, they start the celebrations. Um, what I, which I thought was interesting, with like the ring of the church bell,
1: uh-huh.
0: from like noon to the next day, so mm-hmm. we're really connected.
1: And the book was saying that attending the mass really is an important part of the celebration, at least in the cities.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It kind of the book set up a kind of a contrast between how it's celebrated in a rural area versus oh, a more yeah. mestizo urban area. Yeah. So it, the rural area would be more Native American still.
0: Yes, yes, I did talk about that, and I forgot about that in the and next And the celebrations might um, be a little
1: bit different looking mm-hmm, also, depending mm-hmm. on which community you're in, like, based on the different heritage.
0: Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's that's how we get to Dia de los Muertos, and it's really only celebrated in, in uh, from what I understood, really, Mexico and very few Latin American countries do anything else with it. Um, But now
1: it is spilling over. No, it's spilling now.
0: Now I think it's spilling over, and um, also what we've what we've done in our research is we found that you know obviously the immigrant population from Mexico has brought it to California and Arizona,
1: and And obviously Texas.
0: Texas. Um, But. I just thought it was interesting, because I... I, You know, sometimes I have this belief that all Hispanics do the same thing. Yeah. And I didn't know that Day of the Dead was just more of a thing Mexico did. Um, But yes, it's becoming more popular. I... You know, obviously with... The Book of Life came out a few years ago, which wasn't as successful. Yeah. And nobody... Nobody was... Yeah, nobody was ready for it, I don't think. And... Then we have Coco this year, which is everywhere, and the yeah. same thing can be said with like Target selling in the dollar spot, like a section of Dia de los Muertos stuff. Yeah. So.
1: Or my mom inexplicably wanting. To buy our to son. Buy the, no, the the. Oh, um, I'm talking about the book stole, that she bought. Like margarita Oh yeah. She was after.
0: Yeah. That. I mean, It, it is. It's. I guess uh, becoming more mainstream. On. Yeah. Here in the United States, I guess.
1: I, but I um, guess, can we I talk about, about...
0: Should we talk about some of the symbols? Sure. Before we get into, like, some of the conversations. Yeah, the about, pop culture stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So the skulls, obviously, are one of the big, that iconic um, things about Day of the Dead. And it goes way back, like, the to go back to the Native American chapter that I um, was talking about, mostly. I mean, you can see the skulls in the, what are called the, the codex, which are these... Surviving books from um, the Aztecs, and they have pictograms. It was was, is their form of writing. They didn't have like a a script kind of writing. They had so it'd be like the Egyptian. Yeah, they were hieroglyphic types of Mm -hmm. writings, Um, and I mean, and just kind of really elaborate, you know, artwork. Um, But in those books, you can see the the depictions of the god of death, uh, Mitlantecuhtli, look like kind of like these modern. Skulls that you would see at the Day of the Dead type of celebration, like an, on an ofrenda, mm-hmm. um, and you can What's also an see, that is the so the ofrenda is the altar yeah. where you would put your pictures of your loved ones and candles and food and fruit and flowers and stuff like that. Too.
0: And of course, pictures haven't been around for
1: yeah
0: for uh, you know obviously once this was adopted. Um, so I think it, it would be like. Things from that person would it, would it, whether it be their favorite toy if it was a child yeah. or you know their favorite drink or what have you
1: I think that it said the Native American version of it it was important that they were burning the copal incense so I guess the incense burning is also part of it though that's kind of
0: and I would say that's something that, you know, even my family's carried, because, I mean, my mom doesn't really burn candles. She burns yeah, incense. Again, that's
1: another example of one of those things that's like, I mean, I think when the, I know that it's presented as oppression, but I think when the Aztecs got introduced to Catholicism, they probably recognized something really kind of kindred to their mm-hmm. style of worship. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, there's, you also, I mentioned the skull racks before, these piles of skulls that they mm-hmm. would have. In the cities of the Aztecs and the Mayans, and they would have also carvings of, of those, like simulating a skull rack on the side of a temple or a wall. And those also, the, the iconography of those skulls looks really similar now to what is used in the Day of the Dead. But then, kind of updating it, like one of the really iconic images is actually from the 1930s, the La Catrina, or is it 1930s? Maybe it's a little earlier than that. La Catrina? Yeah, the the work of Jose Guadalupe Posada. He was an engraver in Mexico, and he made a lot of these iconic um, images. Like, the La Catrina is the one that's a skull, but she's wearing, like, an elaborate hat
0: mm-hmm.
1: with, like, yeah, flowers and yeah, stuff. And me. he did a lot of other, like, kind of farcical, like, satirical um it would be a politician who was a, a skeleton and all of his crimes were mm-hmm. skeletons all around him, being drinking, being corrupt and stuff. So he he did this, like, really playful cartoonish images of these skeletons that has an influence now in movies like Coco. Yeah. Um, so it kind of upda- you know, it updates the Native American and also uh, Spanish images of death, like the grim Reaper.
0: Mm-hmm. You talked
1: about with the plague, like, that's how the... You know, death and the plague were depicted in the, art. What's the that?
0: What's that one? The plague doctor.
1: That's different. That's yeah, a, I know, yeah, but that's but
0: just. I mean, that's when I think of like.
1: Okay. If you think of plague. You think of plague doctor. Yeah, I do. Those are creepy too. Those yeah. are more creepy, honestly, than probably the skeletons. Yes, I'm sure. So, but <clears throat> um, so the the skulls are one icon. Actually, flowers are really. Yeah,
0: marigolds, and they were even associated in, uh,
1: Native American. Yes. And, I, yeah, I don't have what the actual Native American word was, but I think they were called the Flower of Death by the... Yes. By the Aztecs. hmm Um, any other things you would want to mention as far as, like, the images or icons of it? So flowers, skulls...
0: The marigolds.
1: Yeah, I mean... Surprisingly, fruit is one of was like it's kind of the traditional food offering. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the incense isn't really an image, but that's also one of the traditional Native American parts of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's. I mean, those are main images I would want to. Yeah,
0: about. and then I think you know um, one thing that I do want to bring up is that the altar would be at your house, uh-huh. and then there would be marigold path leading from oh, the cemetery
1: i forgot about one other thing okay the panda muerte
0: oh yeah panda muerte yeah
1: so we went and got dulce today and slightly in reference to that and they did have an ofrenda there mm-hmm. with i guess some of their their ancestors their relatives pictures on it and yeah. some pan dulce. um i didn't see an actual panda muerte at the bakery though
0: oh it was there oh it was. Yeah. It's, can um, you
1: describe it? So
0: pan de muerte. Um,
1: pan de means sweet bread. So that's just every day you can get it every day, like kind of from a bakery type of breakfast pastries bread. But pan de muerte is a special one for day of the dead. And anyway, what what does it look like?
0: I'm gonna look it up really quick just to make sure that I'm I'm describing it correctly. Oh, okay, yeah. So it, it it has a cross, and I've seen several people actually have like soul's cookies that have a cross so i i've seen other people um other catholic mom bloggers or whatever
1: is the soul bread though the same thing i thought that was actually a european um
0: the soul cookies yeah yeah i mean i'm sure it's the same concept
1: yeah maybe you're right i didn't Um, see that connection in the book but maybe you're right and this is going to get to something that I want to talk about in a minute, which is
0: so it's it so calling. some of them have crosses and some of them have like a um, a circle in the middle and lines. Uh. I I don't know for sure. I mean, different parts of Mexico celebrate in different ways, and that's another thing that we saw in the books: the different celebrations in different areas. For example, I think the those closer obviously to like. Um, Mexico City and the southern part of Mexico are always said to have had more native roots and they, and it's true that they do more things that are closer to the native culture than uh-huh. the northern part of Mexico. I mean, I could be completely wrong, but that's at least what it's been shown to me and read to me. Yeah. Um, and what did you want to talk about?
1: Well, so since you brought up the fact that, you know, the soul cookies or soul bread which is associated with the european celebration of like all souls day and all saints day i so every time i think that i've ever talked about day of the dead with somebody there's this like insistence that it's not halloween though it's not halloween and you know i made a chart comparing this to halloween and it is kind of like halloween i mean so it they're slightly off. Halloween refers to the Eve of all Hallows, which is, Hallows is the the saints. Like, Hallowed be thy name. So it's, you know, old old funky English. But are we going to really things. get into that right now? Yeah, okay. little, I okay. want okay. to. Okay.
0: okay, go ahead, go ahead.
1: But, because I want to <coughs> just say show how closely related these two things are. Because I think it's kind of important to understand mm-hmm. some of it. Mm-hmm. But the Celts had a, a feast... Um, that fell around the same time as like a, a harvest feast, and it got, ends up getting aligned with the All Souls and All Saints Day series of holidays, just like Day of the Dead does. The you know their worship months of of their ancestors, and they also the Celts believe that it was a time when the supernatural world kind of spills over into the the human world, and the Aztecs believed it was the time when their ancestors could come back, right? Mm-hmm. And um, they, I mean, there's similar traditions about, like, special foods you're supposed to eat. And there's, um, I mean, there. I think originally they were both more, at least Halloween was obviously more Catholic. It was more closely connected with the series of days. So I think, really, for me, the only major difference between them is that now Halloween has kind of been emptied out of its religious meaning, and it's just about kind of pretend supernatural stuff, whereas it sounds like Day of the Dead still retained kind of its actual spiritual side, so it has some authentic spirits possibly. But for well, how long? Yeah, no, just well, kidding. man, who knows? Okay, that's all I wanted to say about on that Soapbox, is that I think they are actually closely related holidays, okay. and something similar really happened to
0: them. Well, I mean...
1: Or with their origins.
0: You mean their origins, not like... I mean, because it is like a it is supposed to be like a three-day celebration, really. We have yeah. All Hallows' Eve, which is Halloween. We have All Saints' Day Yeah. the following day, and then we have All Souls' Day.
1: Yeah, and, and All so, Souls' Day is kind of Day of the Dead proper, right? Yes.
0: So November 2nd. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah, just make sure.
0: Um, Did you want to talk about Coco? Because you said you kind of wanted to talk about it. Um, you reminded reminding me of
1: that other movie. What was it called again? The
0: Book of Life.
1: The Book of Life. See, I can't even remember its name.
0: No, I know. Nobody...
1: I remember liking it at the time I saw it on TV or something.
0: I think what was the difference... Coco's really good. Well, the the plot, obviously.
1: Yeah. But
0: let's not talk too much about Coco, because I feel like...
1: No, but what did you this feel was a movie good? Review. Yeah, but what do you think was good, as far as educational and Coco or accurate?
0: Uh, the accurate part of Coco, well, I, I think the imagery obviously yeah. is is very accurate. Um, well, Those are really. Good oh, way to I, I we, the our thing we didn't uh, the thing we didn't talk about was alebrijes. Is that how you say it?
1: I don't know. What are you referring to? Dante. Oh, the dog. Yes. Oh, in Coco, the spiritual Yes, yes. Yeah. I, mean, I don't
0: think we really ran into that in the research. I
1: read it I um, recall it once in the book where it yeah. talks about that the Aztecs I thought believed that Black some, dogs. It was a, it was either black dogs or white dogs. They thought one of those was could be a spiritual guide for you to or or that they can see the dead people or Something like that, and there's some, and it just said noted kind of in passing, like this is a very brief sentence said that that belief still survives in some communities, mm-hmm. and again that kind of it was like remarkable, but at the same time like that's also kind of in my heritage of ghost stories, the, the animals are supposed to be sensitive to ghosts. Yeah. So I think that might be just sort of a universal thing if if your culture believes. Yeah, in spirits but I just around, I just wanted to bring sensitive. that
0: part up, and maybe in parts certain parts that have more. Sh- yeah strong faith in it or, or belief in it. Um, But I don't... From this and my background I've, it's not something I...
1: Believe in? that's. No, kind of no, something... not something
0: that I believe in. Not that I'm saying that I don't believe it. I don't know. It's just not something that's really was talked about too much. Does that make sense? That's
1: not like a tradition you are raised with. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it, and I, since I didn't ask you this on, on a live mic before, um... Your family, did you guys celebrate at all?
0: No, I I said that in the beginning, remember? I said Uh, that I grew up... My mom grew up more American, and so... um, My dad did grow up doing that. um, But once him and my mom were together, not... As far as... Yeah, it's not anything that I really grew up with. I will say that my dad does have an importance to, like, always praying for my grandparents that passed away. Yeah. Um, and so, um, but back to Coco, um, uh, and uh, like, like That's I said, right. the imagery was good. Um, I think the idea behind Coco, the plot itself is a huge part of Dia de los Muertos, you know, really remembering your family and, um, mm-hmm. and trying to pray for those souls.
1: Can, so can I ask? Not necessarily in your family, but even in other Hispanic families, that I assume you've known over the years, because you've got extended family and you've got other friends that you must have had. Is there any belief in anything like spiritual or supernatural about Day of like the Dead, like idea that your ancestors are somehow more present or not? Yeah, there is. I
0: okay. mean, I would say that I was. I mean, but I think I part of it. Part of it was focused in Halloween for us because we're yeah. here, and so. I was told a bunch of, one, urban legends, and two, there was, like, a strong belief in the other world, like, ghosts and stuff. Um,
1: And Coco portrays it, like, this family really believes that if... that on the Day of the Dead you are like, disappointing your ancestors and they will be there watching you if you don't celebrate... You know, if you don't put their pictures on the altar, and if you don't um, decorate it, but I think that
0: like... I think that has to do. I think they portrayed it in this simple form, but I think there was more of a bigger picture of like disappointing my ancestors and my grandparents. Like that was something I yeah. did grow up with. I mean, you know me, and that's part of my need to be perfect.
1: Okay, but I was trying to get to. And again, because of coming as a, as from an out, as an outsider, I'd say that Halloween is really there's none of that left. I mean, I don't think anybody really believes that the witches are out on Halloween the way you know you might someone might really think that you know the spirits of our family are really watching us more closely and with us more closely, you know, on a more religious holiday like David did.
0: I, but, yeah, but I think that's... Well, I think you and I have grown in our Catholicism to actually believe that. Am I wrong in saying that? That we actually believe that our our relatives are thinking of us. Yeah.
1: And that's why, ultimately, kind of on the big core question of this whole... This podcast, of, like, how Catholic is this holiday, I came away thinking that it is pretty Catholic. It is really it, Catholic, yeah. It's a way of, like, practicing... Love towards you know your family who are still alive in in heaven or with jesus, and i I didn't find it to be you know non christian or or anything really i even the idea of leaving food out i I just feel like that's like lighting a candle for someone like it's an act of charity, so I liked that,
0: yeah, and just remembering yeah. yeah. Because we even talked about your grandmother when uh, we were watching Coco. Yeah. Um, and that's something that we did today with our son, even though he's watched it before we wanted to...
1: Watch it today. Yeah. And yeah, what Lily was referencing is that my grandma, or my, my mom, I mean, sorry, my dad's mother lived to to be 94, and she really was, like, wheelchair-bound and kind of losing her memory. Like Coco. And Losing her senses a little bit. Yeah. Like Coco in the movie... And she was, like, the survivor of kind of... She was, like, the last of her generation, really, in our family. She yeah. was born in 1916, so she was, like, a really a throwback to a different era. Um, so, yeah, that honestly, the movie made me think of, of her a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I
0: mean, I, I, you know, and in doing our research, I think I grew strong enough to want us to do more for Dia de los Muertos. Because I feel like... You know, it wasn't something necessarily that I practiced growing up, but I just, as you said, and as we concluded, we feel like this is a really good Catholic holiday that we should really. Um, like at least,
1: teacher. it's kind of observe, but maybe not. I don't want to. What I would hate to do is kind of be like a real tourist about it, and. Like no, and I agree, make and that's a big exactly fake. yeah, and it. I that's think, like a tradition we and, have, but. and I
0: think that's why you know, and I think moving forward, what we talked about. Traditionally, doing maybe is uh, praying for our loved ones.
1: Yeah, and it made me think and like then, maybe we should kind of break out the pictures of the old grandparents and stuff, just so yeah.
0: that. And we talked about your kids your uh, grandma Jane. Yeah. To Ignacio as well.
1: Yeah, our son Ignacio. I don't know what it was at school. He was starting to get this scared of of skeletons and and the the idea of the Day of the Dead. He was telling us he was scared of it and didn't want to do it, and I. What I tried to do is I got down a picture of my grandparents and I showed it my grandmother and told him look my grandma is um, is dead you don't need to be afraid of her and I think that helped but this yeah. was a different grandma than the one I just mentioned but mm-hmm. yeah that's one of the things I kind of have admired in studying Native American culture in my history studies throughout the years is that their attitude towards death and and their ancestors I think is kind of more healthy than our our attitude of thinking it's all really icky and needs to be avoided and not spoken of
0: or scary yeah I mean
1: that's what a you know a dead person is scary to us like we don't want to be in a room with one yeah and Native Americans, there were Native Americans that the Jesuits met in Canada who would go and exhume the bodies from the burial grounds.
0: You're going off in a whole different... I budget.
1: think that it's kind of related. I think it's part of the same culture as... Oh, all right. All right. I, I, I think my tangents are worthwhile. I know you do. But, but it,
0: I, we, we, we just go over time, I feel like. Yeah, Who's timing is... Uh, I am. Okay. Anyway. Um, so... Down, uh, down below on our sources, we'll, we'll put the books that we read along with the children's books. Um, is there anything else that you want to say about Día de los
1: Um No, I thought the Skeleton at the Feast book that we mainly relied on lived up to the hype because it was recommended by a few different articles. But I also liked the children, your idea of looking at the children's books first because that kind of gave me the basics. Mm-hmm. Um, it really The children's books really give you everything you need to know, and then you can read a book like *Skeleton of the Feast and get the, all the detailed historical stuff. mm mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. Do you think we should pray for our loved ones right now?
1: Sure, if you can do it in a way that's authentic and honors them and doesn't disgrace our ancestors. That's hurtful. Okay. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. We
0: pray for, um... My grandma, Juana, and my grandfather, Gabriel,
1: my grandfather, Gilbert, and my grandmother's Dula and Jane.
0: Amen. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, heaven hallowed be, heaven. be thy name. Thy, thy, thy kingdom come, thy, thy will be done, done on earth, 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 earth as it is in heaven. Give May us this day, day, day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us down temptation, but deliver us from amen. Father, Son, So that was our conversation of Dia de los Muertos. Please be on the lookout for our next episode. We wanna thank everyone who has encouraged us to get this started and just to continue our love of history. Tag along with us as we get deeper into Catholic history. Say hi to you, Mother